What is good? Welcome to Spiritville Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life, and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. I'm excited about this episode today. This is a deep episode, and it's one that definitely has been validated even on social media in its relevancy and timeliness. It's about being a better advocate for yourself or self-advocacy. This is something that we don't necessarily go around preaching and teaching. You might hear things like know your worth (laughs) or level up your life or, you know, being a bad bee, whatever you might hear, right? You might hear these phrases and they're catchy and they're cute, but it's only effective if you're actually implementing this in your life and learning from it. Any cute phrase is just cute unless implemented. And not every cute phrase is the truth or the word of God. So that can return void. Only the word of God, when used, does not return void, but it does what it's set out to do. Okay, so being an advocate, if you think about it, it's really just one who pleads the cause of another. So Jesus is our advocate with God, okay? And the Latin root of advocate means the one who pleads for another, okay? So the Savior, right, pleads for us using understanding, justice, and mercy, knowing that this can fill us with love and gratitude for his atonement, right? So we have an advocate in God, and that model helps teach us to advocate for ourselves so that we can advocate for others and plead their cause, particularly those that are most in need in the world. So it's actually a spiritual practice. This is something that we grow and mature in, spiritual maturity, right? So it really means getting support from another person to help express your views, rights, help you stand for your rights, right? So this, I would say, is the most challenging for those that weren't advocated for, especially when they were younger or in our childhood years. Like if we didn't have parents advocating for us or mentors or coaches or people in our world that were helping us grow in our identity or grow in an understanding and an awareness of who we are and what we value or what we're gifted in and what we're good at and what's possible for us. If we didn't have that, or even if you were cultivated and raised in an environment that was very unhealthy or dysfunctional, it could be having any sort of a holic in your space, whether that's a workaholic, alcoholic, something a holic, right? Just 
somebody that's not present or somebody that was really struggling in their own journey that was not able to not only advocate for themselves, but advocate for you. And when you see that, when that is your worldview, when that is your experience, it is very challenging to break that pattern and to start advocating for yourself. So a lot of children grow up to be adults that can't advocate for themselves. And as you can imagine, this plays out in very unhealthy attachments and relationships and very unhealthy relationship patterns, right? It also can come out in very unhealthy work environments and different things, even in self-care practices and in our own health and well-being. If we're not advocating for ourselves, usually we could be advocating for somebody else at the detriment of ourselves. Not always, but this is what can happen. Okay, so that's something to think about here. Are you somebody that can advocate for yourself? Can you advocate for yourself? Proverbs 31, 8 and 9 says, Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and the needy. So this is not something that we can actually do if we're not first speaking up for ourselves, okay? So that's something to really think about. First John 2, 1 says, My children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus, who is righteous. So again, this is the advocate that we do have. We also have an advocate, somebody that is pleading our cause, somebody that is helping us, leading us, guiding us, who can be your best friend if you choose the Holy Spirit, right? It says in John 14, 16, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. Timely, as we just had Pentecost, right? Proverbs 31, 8 and 9 says, open your mouth for the mute. For the rights of the unfortunate, open your mouth, judge righteously, and defend the rights of the afflicted and needy. This is a call to action. This is a mission, right? So that is really, really important. Another one is 1 John 2, 1 and 2. My children, I am writing you that you may not sin. If anyone does, we have an advocate for God. So again, no one can judge you because God is your advocate. He himself is the appropriate... Pitiation, there we go, of our sins and not for ours only, but for those of the whole world. So we do have an advocate. First Timothy says, There's one God and one mediator, also between God and men, the man, Jesus Christ. Okay, so something to think about. Also, there's the scripture. Let me pull this one here. This one is really helpful. Okay, Deuteronomy 16.20. Follow justice and justice alone so that you may live and possess the land the Lord your God is giving you. Blessed are those who have regard for the weak. The Lord delivers them in times of trouble. All of the heavens proclaim his righteousness, for he is a God of justice. Jeremiah 22, 3. This is what the Lord says. Do what is just and right. Rescue from the hand of the oppressor the one who has been robbed. 
Do no wrong or violence to the foreigner, the fatherless, or the widow, and do not shed innocent blood in its place. Zechariah 7.9, this is what the Lord Almighty said, Administer true justice, show mercy and compassion to one another. So, so powerful. So powerful. Think about this. This is advocacy. Advocating for yourself because you have an advocate. You don't have an excuse. You have an advocate, right? Very powerful. Okay? So when you think about advocacy, what might that look like when you think about it as yourself, right? Self-advocate. How can you be an advocate for yourself? It really involves understanding yourself and how you can support yourself and create a process to do that in your life, okay? In two scriptures, too, when you think about proactively advocating, Isaiah 61 is like, again, another mission or another calling. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Okay? So, so good. And then the other one, this is the one that I was digging for, (laughs) 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be competent and equipped for every good work, okay? So even if you're a new believer, right, Uh, or cultivating a relationship with God or have drifted and are coming back to a relationship with God and maybe you don't know what to do like okay maybe you haven't cultivated personal development and self-development and self-care and advocating for yourself at all where do you start right that can be a very intimidating question right it's easier to fall back on whatever unhealthy patterns you might have whether that's not communicating well or whether that's numbing out in some kind of way or just having a way that you just zone out and shut down, or, you know, it could be overeating for some, it could be entertaining or tolerating things that you know are not productive for your future, yet you still continue to entertain them, right? But when you think about, okay, I am at least willing to start learning how to advocate for myself, how do I do that? Scripture, the word of God. Why? Because it's literally breathed out by God. It's alive. It's active. And what? It's profitable. When you read the word, when you sow it into your heart, when you speak it over your life, right? It's profitable to teach you and to correct you so that you can see the truth and what's not the truth and you can align with truth. It will correct you when you're off course. It will train you in what is available to you. And in who you are and how you can start walking like it, talking like it, believing like it, that you may be competent and equipped for every good work. Every good work. This is the best promise that any book could give you. I don't know that this is on the back of any other spiritual development or personal development book I've seen, (laughs) right? But if you truly want to get equipped and be competent for every good work, It's scripture. So one of the things that you can do to start advocating for yourself is to start learning who you are and what 
biblical values are that you can practically walk them out in your life, that you may be profitable and equipped and competent for every good work, right? But that works in the action and in the practice of it. So that that is a huge scripture. Again, that was 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. So I think that there's so many, but that is a huge one. So when it comes to advocating for yourself or being a better self-advocate, there's a couple of things that I want to cover. But one, it's to grow an understanding of yourself. Often, I see this a lot when I'm working with different clients in the dynamic of coaching and in the vehicle coaching, right? A lot of times they'll come to me and it'll start, well, I want to take my business to the next level, or I want to earn X amount of dollars, or I want to achieve this business goal, okay? A lot of times it starts there. However, as we start working, there's actually a relationship that's gone awry. There's something challenging going on in a relationship. And then as we continue, it's actually something happening within the individual. That is where the deepest issue is. And unless we can get to that and start adjusting that and shifting that and creating a different plan and different strategy, because your innards create your outards, right? (laughs) Unless we start working there, the relationship and the business don't change. They are byproducts of what you are currently sending out into your world or what you've been doing, okay? So we don't like to admit that because the way the world is set up, we want a quick result. We want our outsides to change. We want our image to change. We want our lifestyle to change. We want all those things to change. But you can't be who you're not cultivating, You can dress the part, you can look the part, but you can still not have the mindset, the character, the heart, the resourcefulness, the capacity to be what you see. That's why it's very important to never covet somebody else's life. You don't know what they've had to go through to walk that out. And it might actually break you if you haven't actually cultivated the character for it, okay? So that's something to think about. A lot of times we want something that we're not actually cultivating or preparing for, okay? You can't have something that you're not willing to believe in because if you don't believe in it, other people will not either. So this is very common with entrepreneurs and creating offers. Putting themselves out there can feel like public speaking, right? Where you're getting on the stage, everyone's looking at you and you just freeze. A lot of times when people are putting out offers for the business, they feel the same way. People aren't going to want this. They're going to feel like I'm a weirdo. My messaging is off. It's not going to land. They're going to think I'm crazy. No one's going to support me. All of these crazy thoughts start coming up and fears that feel legitimate that their goal is to shut you down and to not advocate for yourself. Okay, which defeats the whole purpose. You go into business to advocate for others and to support them and help them, but you have to advocate for yourself in the process in order to walk your talk. So a lot of times, all sorts of fears come up when you're putting an offer out into the world. But if you do not believe in it, and if you don't sell yourself on it every single day, it's very likely that nobody else will believe in you or buy what you're offering. Okay, so it is so important to be a better advocate for yourself. A lot of times in relationships, we see sorts 
all sorts of settling or tolerating or accepting things that just aren't okay. Okay, and this can be in friendships, this can be in partnerships, this can be in marriage, but we start settling for things because it is easier, hypothetically, right? Easier in the moment, perhaps, to not deal with it, to not address it, to just let it go, right? But moment after moment, year after year of stacking that, stacking, silencing yourself, stacking avoiding issues and not confronting them, stacking, just ignoring things that are going on that are not okay, is you tolerating that and accepting that as acceptable in your life, okay? And when you start stacking that, you start creating a pattern and you start showing up that way in every area of your life in some capacity because how you do one thing is how you do everything. So it is imperative to learn how to advocate for yourself. You might have seen a quote, nobody is coming to rescue you. I'd like to add, Jesus already did. Okay, it's just time to start acting like it. Time to start living like it, right? You don't have to live like an orphan. You don't have to live like no one is advocating for you. You now have an advocate. Your first job is to exercise your faith and believe that you do. Start learning about who your advocate is and what your advocate has done for you and who you are who he put you on this earth to be, who he formed, shaped, and anointed you to be, what God values, because that gives you insight about your values, and then how to start living those and building support around yourself so that you can stay accountable and continue to grow in your faith and grow in your strength and in your spiritual aptitude and muscles, right? And in speaking up and taking up space and actually creating or birthing into the world what you're here to create, the impact that you're here to steward, taking care of the resources that you've been given, operating in excellence, living in the wonderful new. This is available to you when you choose it, right? Faith is freely given, but it's something that you receive and it's something that you activate, right? There's so many spiritual gifts and so many promises that we have access to, but we're not advocating for ourselves. We just let them sit there. That's something that you actually pursue. It's something that you actually grab. It's something that you actually activate in you. So for example, with your mind, I shared the other day that beliefs don't grow on their own. Weeds do. Weeds do, okay? If you're a gardener of any of any kind, <laughs> if you try to grow anything in your life, You'll see if you have a home, if you have a yard of some kind, right? You don't have to do anything. You could go outside and weed. And the very next day, you thought you cleared all of it. And all of a sudden, these fresh new weeds are popping up. And if it rains, there's a whole bunch more, right? Nothing. You didn't lay down fertilizer, nothing, right? You thought that you had taken care of it. You even like sprayed some weed killer to make the conditions horrible, right? But they still pop back up. They grow on their own. Beliefs, though, take cultivating. They take intention. The Word of God says take captive every thought that's exalting itself above the truth. It doesn't say let it go. Let it go crazy. Right? Let it take over your mind. It doesn't say that. It says take it captive. Like, you actually have to do something. Okay? So, for example, I was at a kingdom entrepreneurship conference this past weekend 
went on a little road trip to get fully immersed into a conference, which was quite intense. <laughs> it was eight hours, no bathroom break, nothing, just constant content. Bit insane, but super valuable. And a takeaway here, there was an exercise, something that I teach, so it was kind of cool that that was held up and reflected there. However, a lot of the problems that entrepreneurs face is the mind. Entrepreneurs fail to renew the mind, okay? Now what starts to happen is all of these weeds, all of these fears, all of these lies, all of these opinions of men and well-meaning family members, all of these start to grow. And rather than taking the thoughts captive and replacing them with truth, what happens is, is those fears take over and they shut down whatever God told you to do. So there was many women in the room that were led to write and publish books, but they've been just sitting on it for years, for years. And then when asked about their goal to write and how far they are, I'm kind of there, like I got some things written down. Is that what God said? Right? Or other people that have been led to start speaking. Okay? But have they cultivated their craft at all? No. Haven't even gotten into like a speakers association, Toastmasters, haven't tried to host an event where they actually get to speak at nothing. Nothing. Because the fears are louder than what God said. Or there's been a lot of people that have been wanting to scale their existing business or wanting to feel legitimate as an entrepreneur. They've been in the thing for a while, but they still can't live off the income. Why is that? God wants you to be competent and equipped for every good work. Why are you living like you're not? Because the lies are louder. So what a lot of entrepreneurs do, right? myself included, what a lot of entrepreneurs do is start to believe these lies and then try to build through that. And you can't build from lies. You can only build on the firm foundation of truth. So the very crucial work here and what I teach is to literally draw a line down the center of the paper. On the left side are all of the lies. No one's going to support me. I don't feel qualified. I don't have the degrees. I don't think it'll grow. I don't think that my message is clear. I think my offer is confusing. I don't think that people will ever buy what I have to offer. The lies, all on the left side of the piece of paper. Now on the right side, the objective in the work is to trumpet with truth. So you gotta write down scripture that silenced the lie, and you've gotta program that into your being every day. You've gotta sell yourself the truth every single day so that when the lie comes up, you actually have You can take it captive and you can speak the truth in its place. You will not do that if you are not putting and sowing the word of God into your heart. You will not do that if it's not becoming something that you're meditating on day and night so that you can use it when you need it most. You will not do that when you spend more time on social media or watching the news or comparing yourself and coveting what your neighbor has rather than tending to your own garden. Okay, and then you are asking God to give you a miracle. God said, I already did. I gave you my word. I gave you my giftings. I gave you the Holy Spirit. I've given you tools to be competent and equipped. Use them. Use them and watch what I won't do. 
but you can't ask God to do something if you're not even going to advocate for yourself. Right? It's not going to work. Okay? So something to think about. I hope that that was helpful. But what what's a breakdown here to give you some context to be a better self-advocate. You've got to have an understanding and a knowledge of yourself, of who you are, of what you value, of what motivates you, of what drives you, of what you're called to do, about what you're gifted in, about what lights you up, right? About what you would do if you weren't paid a dime, right? About what comes naturally and easy for you. That's probably something people can pay you for, okay? But have an understanding of yourself. Then next, understand the context of which you are designed to thrive in, okay? Where are you uniquely gifted? Where is God sending you? Where has God placed you? What is the context that you've been grown in or cultivated in? Who are you most gifted and equipped to serve, right? You're not here randomly. You're called. You're on earth for such a time as this. What has God said that you are equipped in and qualified to do, right? Without all the fears, who would you be? What, who has he said you are? What has he called you to do? Who has he called you to serve? Who are you an expert, right? What do you have expertise in that you could really show up and serve people with, okay? And then lastly, Build a support system around you because it's very deceptive to think that you don't need help and that you don't need support. So for example, in some of my hardest seasons, what I was given wisdom and grace to do, God had mercy on me, was to be honest, to be vulnerable, to share what I was experiencing with other people, and to find people that could advocate for me when I was too weak to advocate for myself. So this could be therapists, this could be coaches, this could be peers, right? This could be people that cared about me, but putting support around me so that people could check in, so that people could refer me to resources, so that people could give me tools to start practicing skill sets that I didn't have or to start developing strength in areas that were being exposed where I was very weak, okay? So these could be areas, let's say, of confidence, of self-esteem, of advocating for yourself, right? Of, of being your own encourager, of being your own inspiration, of, of developing your voice, of expressing your creativity, of standing up for what you value and speaking up for what it is that you need and what you do deserve or setting boundaries on what's not okay in your world. So I didn't know in different seasons of my life how to do any of this. I didn't know how to have healthy boundaries. I didn't know where somebody else ended and I began, right? I didn't know even what I needed. I didn't know how to communicate my feelings because the way I was raised, I wasn't meant to have any right? Which is not healthy, right? But a lot of time we don't recognize what's unhealthy until we experience what healthy is. And if we're not careful, if we don't do our healing, right? What's healthy will feel very foreign and we'll be afraid of it, okay? Rather than welcoming it in and receiving it, all right? So the context of being a better advocate for yourself is around these areas. Understanding yourself, having an understanding and awareness of the context that you are designed for, 
the environment or the places that you're called to serve in and building support around yourself so that you can have what it is that you need or have different tools and resources that actually support your growth and your development. So right now in my life, I am unapologetic and it is non-negotiable to have my own advisory board. I shamelessly have these people in my life. (laughs) So it's, for me, it's having spiritual covering, right? So it's, it's having people that I can process prophetic words with. It's having people that I can grow in my relationship with God with. It's having accountability around me spiritually. It's having a therapist, right? To sometimes understand how I'm showing up in relationships or anything that's coming up for me that, that seems like a past thing that I need to address in my present, right? So in different seasons, it's been therapy. It is definitely having my own coach. Coaching has changed my life, every area of my life. And I always have a coach that keeps me accountable, especially, uh, and it also keeps me in integrity to do the deep work that I do with people every day, right? I don't believe that I could be the coach that I am today if I weren't doing my own work. And I can only take people as far as I've gone myself. So that's why I am a growth junkie, if you will. I always know that expansion is God, right? There's always more and we go from glory to glory and expansion is just God's way, right? So I want to make sure that I'm constantly expanding so I can help people access greater levels as well. Okay, so the the other thing that I'll have is I'll have friendships. I will have mentors. I will have uh, different programs or people that I will invest in to help me grow, to help me stretch, to help me evolve, right? To, to stay stretching and to stay uh, in this place of being willing to learn, being willing to get uncomfortable, being willing to, to just evolve, right? Rather than stay complacent. Well, you've already achieved this, so you're good. No, <laughs> that ain't it, right? Because I'm not here just for my goals. I'm here for what God put me here for. Okay, so that's helpful. That is something that I have learned to do. So I've grown from, I don't even know how to ask for help, to having help around me all of the time. Even if I have to invest in it, it is very important to do so. All right, so being a better advocate for yourself, it really is an evolution of believing in yourself. Okay, so believing in yourself means you're aware of your strengths, You know that you're worthwhile and you're willing to take good care of yourself, okay? And many people having troubling emotional symptoms or who have a disability struggle with self-esteem, okay? So to ask for what you need and want and to protect yourself when others treat you badly, you will need to support your self-worth. So a lot of times in unhealthy relationships, we learn that we have not been good advocates for ourselves. all right? So you can also assess this on a scale of one to 10, what is your self-esteem, right? 10 being it's healthy, zero being you don't have any at all, right? You might even be in, in a unhealthy place, right? Where you self-abandon, where you self-sabotage, or you betray yourself, right? If these are common things, your self-esteem is probably very low, okay? So you want to assess where you are self-esteem-wise. How full is your self-esteem cup? You can also appreciate and start giving yourself credit for 
what you have accomplished, for the self-esteem that you do have, for what you do appreciate about yourself, for how you show up in the world. Give yourself credit. Celebrate yourself. It is very important. And when we don't do this, we start to look outside ourselves for that attention and for that validation and support. So give it to yourself. Also support yourself. What things support your well-being? I was working with a client today. There was a time and season in my life where I didn't know what actually supported my well-being. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I needed. I didn't know what I liked. I had no idea. And I didn't even know how to slow down or create space to figure that out. That whole thing felt very scary, overwhelming, and unknown for me. And I thought only people, you know, that were like wealthy... Or, you know, that were bored, had the time to even figure that out. But I didn't see how important and how valuable that was to my entire life trajectory. I just really had no clue, right? So the only way to find out was to start finding out, to start answering those questions, to start trying different things on and seeing. So, you know, I would go to dinner by myself or I would go see a movie or I would spend times in Barnes and Noble flipping through books or I would just find different things that I felt like would be a fun thing to try out. It could even be a new hobby. One of the things when I moved across the country to where I live now, I decided that I was going to fill my schedule with the most random things to start seeing how I would show up and do them. So anything from like DJing to yoga, I was just like, okay, I'm going to like literally put myself in these environments and see how I show up because it's awkward. It's scary, but I want to start finding out what I like, what I don't. Okay. So you can start learning ways to support yourself. You learn by starting to support yourself. You don't learn by, I don't know how to do that. This feels weird. Cool. How can you support yourself today? What's one thing you can do to support yourself today? Just start asking and answering that. And then improve. Like, give yourself some space and some grace to improve. There's all things that we can do to be better, to master in love, right? So how can you improve, right? Maybe you sign up for a class instead of watching TV. Maybe you exercise more (laughs) instead of just sitting, right? Maybe you get out of the bed earlier so you have some time to journal in the morning and set some intentions for the day. There are things that you can do to improve your quality of life. You just choose not to. So advocating for yourself is starting to choose things that actually serve you in place of those things that don't, okay? doesn't mean focusing on what's not working. It means start focusing on the things that do work and that do support you and that do give you life, okay? So start thinking about that. You can also get very clear on what needs to change. Sometimes when you change one thing, it changes everything, okay? So the best way to think about this is if you change your circle, you know, it's like living, it's like pushing a a uh, a ball, right, of air, okay? So if you picture like a beach ball, if you try to like force that under the water, you're pushing it down with tons of pressure, okay? But if you let it up, it just pops right up. Okay, so that's what it's like visually if you're around the wrong people and you're just being pushed down, right? But the minute they're removed from your life, you just pop right back up, okay? So it could be something like that. You could get a better job. You could find a safer neighborhood. You can take some educational courses. You can change, you know, medication or treatment that you're on. You can make more money. You can lose weight, 
right? You can change your relationship, okay? You can take some time off. You can uh, change your health routine, okay? You can, you can stop tolerating things and make some changes that you've been afraid to make because they're unknown and because they're scary. You can actually activate some courage and make those changes. And your list might be long, but you can choose one thing. Choose one thing, okay? And then get the facts, pray about it, get the wisdom that you need, surround yourself with support and start making these changes, right? A lot of times when you're working with a coach, you're getting strategy, okay? Because when you get to the point where you're actually ready to work with a coach, you are ready to make a change in your life and you're willing to do it. So when you get to working with a coach, you're getting a strategy, not just a plan. You're getting a strategy that you're implementing. You're not just sitting and talking with somebody about your life. You're literally getting strategy that you implement in between every call or every interaction that you have with that coach. You are building momentum as the new creation self that you are so that that becomes something that you're very good at and you're literally reprogramming your entire being. So that is why your life transforms, because you're actually being somebody new. You're thinking it. You're speaking it. You're becoming it. You're being that every day. And of course your circumstances change. Of course your life changes for the better. It just happens, right? So when you're working with a coach, you start to identify a goal and the objectives of the strategies to get there, and you start implementing them. Okay, that's why it's so, so powerful because you start getting these results. It's not just a fun hobby or this cool thing that you talk about. You're actually getting those results in your life, okay? And it comes from, again, being an advocate for yourself. When you're working with a coach, you start to learn how to advocate for yourself every day. You're getting supported, okay? And you're targeting the efforts in the areas of your life that need the change. You're able to speak what you feel without judgment. You're able to ask for what you want and what you need. And you start becoming an entirely new person. You learn to assert yourself differently. You learn to be firm and persistent about what matters to you. And you get lots of great feedback, okay? So to start advocating for yourself, number one, a great place to start is to understand who are you? Who are you? Who does God say you are? Who is the version of you that is needed to carry you into the future? Not what other people say you are, not what you've been programmed to be, but who are you actually? Okay. What do you value? What do you need? What do you desire? What are you good at? Where do you struggle? Right? Get that awareness, number one. Number two, understand how God has built you and where he is sending you or where he has you and how you can advocate for yourself in that environment, how you can show up in influence versus being infected by environments, okay? So for example, I know there have been several times in my life where I have been sent to places that are not high-functioning, that are not really healthy environments, but I was sent there to change the environment. Now, if I was very unhealthy or if I didn't recognize that, that environment would have infected me and I wouldn't have been able to influence it. But because I knew I was on assignment, I was able to endure 
the hard <laughs> and the uncomfortable and influence and change that environment by God's power and for his glory, okay? So you need to understand the context of where God has you. And then number three, put support around you. Who are the people that can call you out in love? Who are the people that can challenge what you're doing? Well, you said that you are going after this, but what I'm hearing is this, right? Who are the people that can mirror back to you when you're not in alignment and when you're not advocating for yourself? Who can actually advocate for you and speak truth into you and encourage you? and support you and truly love you, not that can enable you and keep you stuck and hold you back, right? Surround yourself with the tools that you need. Okay, sometimes we have to accept that we're not good at something or that we didn't learn that thing, okay? So another example I have of this, um, after undergrad and after grad school, I decided to get certified and become a professional life coach. At the time, that was crazy. <laughs> people thought I was nuts. People didn't even know what coaching was then, okay? It's been a minute. Some people say I'm an OG coach, which I appreciate. <laughs> but that was a very, very scary thing to do. It felt, to me, foolish based on what other people were saying around me. And what I didn't realize was after going through a few years of a coaching certification program and becoming a master certified life coach, what I didn't realize was that, yes, you learn the certification and you learn the coaching skills and all those tools. However, nobody teaches you how to set up and run your own business, okay? Which are totally different skills. Nobody teaches you how to brand, how to market, how to sell, all right? So I had to start pursuing and learning those skills. Because I had this idea that once I just, you know, knew who I was and what I was here to do and how I was here to serve people, it would just work out. It's not what happened. <laughs> There's lots of struggling and I had to be willing to swallow that and be like, this is uncomfortable. This is really hard. This is scary. This is frustrating. However, I need to feel that and still learn the new skills that I don't have. Because if I really care about this and if this is truly what I'm here to do, that's just part of it. Okay. So there might be things that you need to learn to support yourself, to be more resourceful. So that is partially how you can advocate for yourself, okay? So when you look at your own life, are you advocating for yourself? A lot of times we're just people-pleasing or when we're codependent, the answer is no, okay? Or if we keep breaking promises with ourselves, we are not advocating for ourselves. Every time you break a promise with yourself, you break trust with yourself, you lower your self-esteem and you lower your confidence. Makes it very hard to show up every day, okay? So are you advocating for yourself, yes or no? Where are the areas that absolutely need to change, okay? And then number one, who are you? What do you value? What motivates you? Who does God say you are? How are you wired by what he says? What is this divine DNA that you have in you? What is the context of where he has you or where he's called you to serve? And then what is the support that you can put around yourself so that you can show up and be bold and courageous so that you can show up and not just advocate for yourself and be a model of what that looks like, but start advocating for other people and teach them how to advocate for themselves. If you knew how to advocate for yourself, you would model it and you would teach other people to do that so that you wouldn't do your, their work for them. Okay. Because a hard truth, a very hard hard truth. You're not going to like this one, but a very hard truth is you are not helping someone when you free them of their responsibility, 
when you try to think for them, when you try to anticipate their needs and start stepping in and taking on their responsibility, when you start doing that, you think you are good, you think you are advocating for them, but you are not helping somebody when you free them of their responsibility. How you really help people is learning how to advocate for them for yourself and modeling that. Model that because that teaches self-esteem, that teaches self-confidence, that teaches resourcefulness. So if you model the way, that gives people permission to also advocate for themselves. And the longer you put that off, the more you will be taking on burdens that are not yours to bear. Your responsibility is not to take care of other people's responsibilities. Your responsibility is to take care of you. You, your thoughts, your emotions, your heart, your inner world, your wants, your needs, your desires. You need to understand you before you become an expert in anything else. And you do that through relationship with God who knows you completely. God created you. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, God knew you. He created you. There's nothing random about you. So as you get to know the creator, your creator, your father, as you get to know him, he will teach you how to love you and how to advocate for you because you have an advocate in him. A defender, a protector, a guide, a coach, a counselor, a provider, a father, a friend. You have all of that in your advocate. And as you start to receive that, you start to advocate for yourself and you start to advocate for other people. You start to be what you receive, okay? So my prayer is that this message is an affirmation. It is just a, a reminder of what God has told you, a conviction of where God has given you strength in this time and this season to course correct, and a call to step out in courage and finally make that change to start advocating for yourself. Apart from God, you are nothing. Apart from God, you can do no good thing. But all things are possible with God. And you absolutely can learn this. Absolutely can learn this. It says in the word of God, the willing and obedient shall eat the good of the land. One step is willingness. The next step is obedience. God, this is uncomfortable, but I'm willing. God, I don't know what to do, but you do. And you told me to do this. So I'm taking this step. I'm willing and obedient. I'm willing in obedience. I'm willing to feel this. I'm willing to take this step that you told me. I'm willing and obedient. As you start doing those steps, as you start faith walking, you start to build your faith, start to increase momentum on the right path, and you start reaping the fruit of what you're sowing. And life gets really good when you start trusting God. So I pray this message blessed you on today. Something that is such a beautiful gift. It is called the Courage Co. Community. Now there's different levels of access to this. You can get plugged in to the free challenges that I do. So you can start implementing into this type of material and practice into your life for free. You're welcome. You can also join the monthly mastermind. It's a monthly masterclass, actually, where you get live teaching to apply very valuable content that's relatable to any life area, relationships, health, entrepreneurship, self-care, 
emotional intelligence. There's so many beautiful topics and I bring in different experts in those areas and you can join a monthly membership. There's also the God's Vibes Mastermind. You might have heard me talk about this, but this is where I've turned all of the books that I've written, whether it's Co-Laboring with God, Reclaim Your Spiritual Authority, I've turned these into coach courses. So not only can you go through these courses in a self-paced way over the course of a year, but you also get a group of people that are doing that as well, that value that, and you get live coaching from me as well. So this is a way that I can offer tons of value for pricing that you will not find anywhere else to really equip you to be equipped and confident in every good work. So this is called Courage Co., the Courage Co. community. It's teaching you to be strong and very courageous and to pursue what God has put in your heart to pursue. It is found over at julianapage.com. So just like where you would find how to work with me one-on-one, you can also get plugged into Courage Co. at julianapage.com under the Work With Me tab. All right. Now, if you haven't subscribed, this is a great time to subscribe to the podcast. If you do subscribe, listen carefully. If you subscribe to the podcast, if you rate it and leave a comment, go visit julianapage.com, click on the podcast page, and put your information on that page, and I will send you the God's Vibes Matter devotional for free. My gift to you. So check those things out. Again, that's over at julianapage.com. And until next time, stay blessed.